Good morning, St. Paul, Twin Cities, and surrounding neighborhoods. <laughs> this is your unbougie foodie, Wesley Wright. Oh, man, it's a frigid Saturday. Uh, yeah, I had to remind myself, you know, dress for the weather, not for fashion. <laughs> not that I'm all fashion forward, but I'm just saying that, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's cold out there. <laughs> it's really cold. No, I think the last time I checked, it was like negative 13 or something. And that's supposed to be our, 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 our low or yeah. Anyway, it's, it's very, it's very cold. <laughs> Just remember that. So make sure you're bundling up. <sighs> but thank you so much for tuning in. You know, this is the last of my show for the year. And I know other show hosts and, and um, DJs and so forth have already been talking about the end of the the year. Uh, it's been it's been an exciting year. Just things happening and yeah, it's been lots of fun. Um, honestly. So I I hope that right now you you shall take a time to just kind of. I'm going to I might jump around a little bit because I feel like I need to reflect on, back on the year that I've had um, places that I've gone to and uh, even friends that I've spoken with and or guests that I've had on the show um, that have just been supportive of this this food adventure that I have been on and have invited you on as well. But first and foremost, um, let me invite you to call in. And if you want to comment on shows from the past uh, or even if you had a suggestion um, or whatnot, feel free to do so. Uh, I am here in the booth. Six, five, one, two, zero, zero, three, four, seven, nine. Again, six, five, one, two, zero, zero, three, four, seven, nine. I can't do it like, uh, you know, <laughs> the morning shows do it. <laughs> you know? Six five one two hundred three four seven nine. No, it's 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 me by myself. So I I need a crew. <laughs> uh, but also, um, feel free to visit my Facebook page. Um, you know, you'll have an opportunity to see Facebook posts uh, about places that I've gone to or uh, you know, foods that I've enjoyed. Um, honestly, I'm gonna be be you know, just upfront. I've been behind schedule <laughs> because of just uh, really trying to stay up on. D uh, well, I'm, I'm again, being honest, uh, secular work <laughs> as well as passion work. This is my passion work. Um, so um, some of the posts have been uh, not coming up as frequently <laughs> but i will rectify that i really will um there are other uh i guess projects and so forth that i have that i'm interested in doing and so i'm also working on that as well and i want to bring that to you uh audience and listeners and um so you know you'll definitely uh, see more facebook um posts um as well as uh you know, more information on the air that I'll be telling you and sharing with you. So, again, 
uh, check me out on Facebook um, if you would like to see because I'm always going to be posting shots of food and dishes and so forth um, follow me on uh, Instagram which is the underscore bougie foodie and then Twitter <laughs> like I always say I'm not a ranter or raver or anything maybe I'll rave about food or something that I've eaten um, but of course there's always going to be a picture or something so it's going to be positive uh, it will be something that will be posted um, on Twitter um, you'll also be able to find out when I upload a show that is also shows up on Twitter as well uh, but then what I am really proud of uh, also is that my website is also available so um, please check that out as well which is www.theunbougiefoodie.com there you will find more information uh, about just projects and things that I've done within you know for certain communities and so forth I needed to change that a little bit <laughs> there was some static Okay, a little bit better. So, anyway, we uh, again, that is a place where you will be able to see, uh, you know, a gallery. I mean, just really a, a story or the adventures and so forth that I have. And I like to call them adventures because I want to make it as though you're there with me. My. I want to make it like you're there with me <laughs> so uh you know you'll see stories uh or articles that i've written uh community um, radio oh, excuse me a community newspaper wow mm. a community <laughs> newspaper uh uh articles that i've written um that hopefully will catch your attention and uh, insightful uh information um, that you'll find um, you could find that under a blog area uh, and again it's a website that's very intuitive you'll have go there and be able to find out a little bit of history uh, about myself the unbougie foodie um, so again that website www.theunbougiefoodie.com I was about to say that it's it's open 24 hours <laughs> uh, anyway um, I want to you know I, it's it's kind of cold like i mentioned and there was something that i uh, talked about wow oh, what's happening hmm. uh there is something that i talked about or i posted on my facebook page it was more of a poll i wanted to kind of get a consensus on what people thought and you know What people thought on, <laughs> as, as funny as it might seem, uh, cream of wheat or malto meal. I didn't add in oatmeal because that's a little bit different. <laughs> but cream of cream of wheat or malto meal, uh, you gotta know. You just have to be the right person or know specifically. 
uh, about those two. If you're not familiar with them, I think you need to get familiar. <laughs> but interestingly enough, that poll, uh, it wasn't many that answered, but I appreciate those that did. I think it was like 20 or 25, but still, that's a that's a great amount. Um, it seemed like 53% were preferring cream of wheat. So I thought that was kind of quite interesting. Um, I, I'm just going to be put it out there. I like both of them. And I, I like oatmeal too, but I will just say that my sisters, and hopefully they will agree with me, they have crowned me the king of cream of wheat uh, or man of malta meal <laughs> because I know how to I, there's just something about adding the appropriate ing the right ingredients to have either one of those cream of and I'm including oatmeal too but specifically cream of wheat or malta meal I add all the bad stuff that you probably shouldn't and I don't do it often that's the thing so I don't feel bad when I have it like to a day like this uh, or even probably tomorrow or Monday where I know it's gonna be cold I'm having either one of those cream of wheat malt meal yeah I have to actually run to the store so anyway but <laughs> I do you know the regular process that you follow in doing either one of them and I'm a little ashamed, <laughs> but I'm still going to tell you what I do to them. I add evaporated milk, which I think might be just a standard anyway. Um, I definitely add butter. I also add um, condensed milk. <laughs> uh, I found that heavy cream is also pretty good. I don't have to do heavy cream a lot, but uh, I do evaporated milk more than heavy cream. But the heavy cream adds a bit more thickness to it. And and there's also a way that you really, so that it stays smooth, you need to make sure that you're stirring at the same time that you're actually pouring. So you have to know how to multitask. But that's just to make sure that, you know, it stays, it's not, it doesn't have any type of lumps or, and whatnot. <laughs> my, my, my secrets of doing cream of wheat or malta meal. But anyway, you could see, yes, I do do badness <laughs> when it comes down to, yeah, I mean, cream of wheat or malta meal. What is your, your guilty, I don't know, hot cereal pleasure? <laughs> Please call in and uh, give me your take on either cream of wheat a malta meal or any other hot cereal you know it could be oatmeal as well because i like to add raisins i do everything that i do with the cream of wheat and malta meal to the oatmeal yeah i know but i also add raisins yeah i do that too uh 651-200-3479 um again feel free to you know give me a call and let me know what you think um or basically, you know, what you do personally um, about, you know, hot cereals. Hot cereals are just, it's just so much fun when you have them. I, I don't think people realize that, you know, on days like this, that's just kind of like what you, 
what you kind of need to do and just maybe have a good movie or binge watch. Okay, I'm going to steer uh, because I'm bringing that up. I'm still talking about food, but I, I need to say that if you're a binge watcher, there are a number of different shows that are coming out uh, that you might be interested in. Those of us that like Netflix, <laughs> um, I'm going to be watching Black Mirror. <laughs> totally off subject of food or whatever, but I'm just thinking of, I'm going to be making cream of wheat <laughs> or some type of hot cereal or something and enjoying that for sure. Uh, so if you're, if you're not familiar you definitely have a chance, if you would, of you know enjoying some really great television, binge watching. But make some food along with it. I mean, that's the importance of you know having a food show. There's suggestions that you could offer and so forth. So th that's that's that topic. <laughs> Um, I wanted to, you know, there was, I, I recently read an article this past weekend and, um, uh, it was in, what was it in? I think it was under our article for, is it? For vice.com um, under munchies or but specifically you know the title of the article was talking about um, you know being a woman of color in the food world um, and I've, I've talked about this in just on a, a higher level um, and I even reached out to you know, friends to even on air. If you recall last week, I asked if uh, there was anyone that knew of any uh, women that were in the workplace. I know that I was on. I was talking on a totally different subject, but here this one is talking about um, being a woman of color in the food world. So uh, the double bind of being a woman of color in the food world. So you know, it's you're a woman and you're a person of color. Um, it's so important um, that we have more diversity in our in color in the culinary world in the culinary realm. Um, I am I have not aside from working at Wendy's <laughs> twice in my life. Um, the only other food related uh, uh, experience that I've really had in reference to really being behind and preparing something for uh, consumers is working at Godiva. So I was a chocolatier. Yeah, I've mentioned that many times before. Um, but being a woman of color and then being in, this, in the food industry or the culinary industry, not food, culinary industry, um, you don't see enough of that representation um, on both aspects um, and they women are so creative and 
the story, not the story, but when you think of certain cultures or you think of a woman just creating these wonderful dishes in at home or in the kitchen and uh, the creativity comes out in so many different ways uh, and that's just on the home front just think of when they're actually in a, a restaurant or you know it might even be their own restaurant but the creativity comes out uh, even even more so uh, because they are always thinking of what how to make that 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 dish uh, either pleasing to the consumer um, she may know specifically how she learned how to make that dish and may find ways in which to enhance it or come up with a new dish or a new cuisine and you know that we think of it it could only be men that really come up with these ideas and then there's a woman that follows up behind or whatnot that's not always the case i mean there are women that are powerhouses in the culinary industry um but you know going back to this um you know article uh, it talks about uh, a young woman by the name of nadine nelson um she was interviewing um a gentleman um you know who was she was asking a question of him and uh she the question that she asked was you know how does one hold himself accountable for communities of color in vulnerable communities um in regards to the food movement and I believe that he was confused by that. I mean, there, of course, he didn't really answer the question, but it was something that made him a great talking point and something that needed to be, that needs to be, not needed, needs to be uh, further researched and talked about. Um, you know, they were trying to figure out, you know, what it was like to be a woman of color in the food world, especially in 2017. Um, you know, oftentimes women of color, they're, they're unseen or unheard uh, in the industry. And then um, when they're not, you know, they're, you know, they're dismissed as being just simply gatekeepers. Um, but they want to actually find themselves moving forward or progressing forward in this industry um, they there are not a lot of resources that are available and not many people truly put that investment and time um, into supporting uh, those women uh, specifically again women of color uh, for to make those advancements or 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 progress and it's something that needs to be 
um, addressed even further because it shouldn't just be one type one gender or one uh, ethnicity or nationality or whatever if you would um, that is dominating this food the food world on the culinary world the culinary uh, realm um, you know, there are a lot of restaurants that you know have women. Um, you know, they they love to have that person um, in the restaurant because they are they're a good worker, or yeah, I know that she has a good work ethic, or um, you know, she can prepare things very well. But what about bringing them more to the forefront? And showing them, showing the world basically and consumers that, you know, um, both on the standpoint of being a woman and a woman of color, they really can um, be rivals. And the, that rival sounds bad. Um, a good compliment to restaurants and to the culinary world because rivals means like they're seriously fighting um and we're trying to be positive about that but you know bringing it to a positive hopefully a positive outlook um but it shouldn't be that there would be any type of uh, rivalry between uh, a man and a woman you know each have their own and everyone uh, has their own way of presenting a dish uh, or you know, coming up with a cuisine, um, why is one more sought after or given more credence than the other? And it may just be that a, a woman can, whatever cuisine or dish they might say you know if they gave them two together and said hey i need both of you to you know make this baked alaska or some specific dish uh all accolades with oh the taste is wonderful and you know the presentation is you know is beautiful and uh we love the way that you um, the way that you work in the kitchen and it all accolades could possibly go to that woman but for whatever reason that man that did the same dish and he, he may have gotten some type of accolades too as well but for some reason or another you see them leaning towards having that uh, the male perspective um, I, I've often wondered about that. I've often wondered about that. I, I don't really. That requires a bit of research, uh, and I hope that, um, you know, I have able to find out more information and share that with you as my audience. Uh, maybe even inviting others to have a conversation, um, the chefs, uh, or columnists that are interested in just having a sit down and discussing that because uh, there are other certainly other uh, 
topics, if you would, that I, I just want to kind of like, I want to ask the question. I, I really feel like I want to, I, I want to reach out more and find out specifically about the diversity that is people say that we have it or that you know they're looking about diversity and inclusion but does it really happen does that where is that are they we we could only hear people talking about it and not really showing that true diversity and inclusion um Uh, along those same lines there was another article that was written by uh, a a columnist a writer um, her name is Mika Bose um, she is a writer for the Growler magazine and basically asked the question you know, why so white um, and you could actually find this article you know, in their most recent growler um, but online if you want to visit that it's growlermag.com um, why so white finding black leadership uh, in the Twin Cities food and beverage industry um, and she interviewed a number of um, and in this case you know, we're still sticking with uh, diversity and inclusion um, just chefs or those that are I, and I'll say professional chefs uh, in their own right uh, but are people of color and why is it that we're not seeing uh, these people of color um, really in the forefront e even more so um, we see so many different um, if you would other culinary um, professionals that are non persons of color uh, and she talked about that she had the conversation with them and um, one specific um, one specific um, chef um made mention of roadblocks and the re representation uh, for the industry and specifically for the Twin Cities. Jared Class, uh, he is a prominent um, culinary um, chef uh, with a number of different um, pop-ups. If you're never, if you've not been familiar, um, classic pop-ups is what he calls them. Classics pop-up, I should say, my correction. But he goes on to say that, you know, he, I thought I was cooking, but it, he liked cooking, uh, but he liked hospitality. Um, the feeling you get when you give someone a nice meal and you could change their mood or how they feel. Um, and that's what he does in his pop-ups. Uh, he has been with um, Crave. It's a Twin Cities-based uh, restaurant chain for about nine years. He's worked his way up to being a regional chef. Uh, and then, of course, you know, 
I like how he says it's an idiot. She describes that in his free time, he has the operation that I mentioned, which is Classics Pop-Up, um, where he has offers, you know, soul food, in, soul food inspired um, dishes um, that's always on his menu. But, you know, the questions that they were asking you know, why is it that there are, it's difficult to bring attention to people of color? Um, and they, he, he used the line or she makes reference of um, um, a quote. If you don't come from one of these trees, it's diff difficult to get the attention of the dining public. Um, people can be complacent about their dining choices. And unmotivated to actually look beyond what they feel is their own comfort zone so uh, black owned restaurants uh, you know they tend to be off the beaten path sometimes and so it makes it very difficult for people to draw uh, you know get their gain their attention because so many are just so used to being in a standard comfort zone and, you know, that's interesting to mention um, because um, when you just talk about different cuisines, um, and I have to talk about my own um, my parents, we mentioned something like oxtail or cow foot soup or, or something of that nature. The, you know, I see eyes open really wide uh, or you know many of my friends they're like really <laughs> cow foot soup what what exactly is that or or you know oxtail oh how do you eat that <sighs> it scares them <laughs> and these are being unless it's really given some like national or maybe even a celebrity comes into to maybe that restaurant uh, is the only time that they'll get some type of real uh, draw from those that are not of that same ethnicity, if you would, or nationality. Um, and and I only say that because, you know, there are certain celebrity chefs that would come into town or go to a specific place. And it's only because of that reason that that person has gone to, you know, have some oxtail at a specific restaurant uh, or had a specific dish. Will that will others, uh, you know, then be drawn to go there because they're thinking, well, wow, um, that chef went there and I should we should we should check that out and the, the restaurant could have been there for <laughs> in the community for for years for quite some time so you know my show is yeah I just just thought I haven't really been talking about the different uh, food places but these are I guess are things that have just been coming up on my head um, and I just really want to share them um, Oh, back on that article though on you know black leadership you know why so white um, there was another 
a person that's uh, the columnist uh, Mika Bowes um, interviewed, uh, and that's Lachelle Cunningham. She is the uh, chef, executive chef specifically at Breaking Bread, and that's in North uh, Minneapolis. So if you are familiar with Appetite uh, 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 for Change, I love that. They're a nonprofit group as well. Um, but she has been the executive chef at Breaking Bread. And there, she mentioned that there are successful black restaurants, just not in Minnesota. Um, there aren't any um, sit down ones, no full service. Um, you have to ask a question why is that? Um, so coming up with an idea to offer food that is one healthy because that is one of the things that they do concentrate on at um, breaking bread is uh, working with the, the nonprofit um, organizations and the community um, showing them that uh, you don't have to have um mcdonald's each and every time or uh there are other options that you can choose or are that are available to you um so but why is it that it's not even a, a place that's run by specifically by a restaurant itself um it's ran by a nonprofit. but again that nonprofit is they're creating a path that uh gives and persons like uh, uh, Miss Lachelle Cunningham, who is a, a black culinary professional, uh, to enjoy that basic that landscape, if you would, uh, or the having the platform to be able to share her ideas as a person of color, and also being a woman, like what we started off our conversation. I I think that that's something that needs to be a touched on on a grander scale. And in the upcoming year, uh, you know, again, I, I hope you take the opportunity to uh, continue to follow the show um, because I I really think that I have some exciting um, projects and topics uh, that I want to share with you and it will start to really involve more so topics such as this ones that are uh, moving to making a community think about the different types of foods yes of course I'm still going to um, talk about places that you know, we've gone or foods that we could eat and so forth you know that's not never going to be something that I'm going to move away from. Um, but still, it's, you know, again, I, I hope that you continue to follow us along basically on this journey um, with other topics that are upcoming. Um, you'll find out still more places where you could enjoy really great food recipes topics that are thought-provoking you know that we're dealing with um on in our community 
this show again just as a reminder i know that we are you know coming to the end of the year um this show is it is about food but not just about going out um really spending the money or spending your 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 assets and on always going out for food i mean it's, it covers a wide variety uh, you you know encouraging people to cook at home encouraging family time um, but you know again it, it it covers so many different um, areas Be- going to farmers markets um, all of that involving uh, the type of foods that we eat um, we're looking more into uh, more topics about food and justice and uh, equality and so uh, again it's I, I have to say thank you thank you all very much uh, for being the audience that you have been um, being supportive um, visiting you know the new website uh, definitely for your comments and supports throughout uh, the year um, the likes the interest in the different topics It's, it's a, it's gonna be. I just, I have to say, I have to promise um, that it is going to be an exciting year, Um, 2018. uh, I really want to make sure that uh, what I'm bringing to you all is exciting, and also, you know, thought provoking too. and fun because you know i think the last few weeks i have been talking on really somber subjects Um, but sometimes though you know those are subjects or times where you feel that you need to actually have some type of voice or uh, use your platform to talk on a specific um subject Uh, even though you know i personally have not been faced with certain things um or but still uh, recognizing that there are scenarios that go on within our community uh, or within the topics that I talk about here on the show, um, at least speaking to them, um, hopefully gives people an idea that uh, we are aware. Um, we are, I want to say the cliche, but in the know with uh with certain things and are bringing that to the community so it's it can be maybe a, a subject to talk about or for them to recognize and for people to have audience listeners uh, or uh, readers of articles um, to have their own voice and to share their their thoughts you know which again want to really encourage you uh, if you would like to share maybe a comment suggestion um call me here 651-200-3479 again 651-200-3479 yeah i think uh i want to you know we talked a little bit about you know Mr. Class 
And there is going to be... No, no, no. There's going to be... I, I've got to talk about um, Soul Bowl. It's going to be another one. And it's coming up in the month of January. So, I mean, that's literally around the corner. Uh, if you have not gone to Soul Bowl before, um, yeah, you need to go. Definitely need to go. And I want to say that, you know, I don't think I've seen the menu yet. I don't think, unless they're going to have the same menu, I don't know. Maybe they're going to bring something different. Not sure. Haven't seen the menu yet. Uh, but basically, this is an event. This is the Classics Soul Bowl. And it's going to be on Saturday, June, uh, January 6th from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. And then Sunday, January 7th from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. And... It's going to be Neil Soul Food. It's being described again as being created for the urban millennium. Millennial. Millennium. Millennial. It's really for anyone, really. So if you've not had an opportunity, if you missed it out the last time or the other times, perhaps, I th think this might be the... Maybe the I, don't, I I'm not sure I'm not he's had it other times before I just know that l the last time that I went it was in November so you know I enjoyed the food I really did uh, but it's going to be customizable c customizable convenient soul food comfort food um, and Jared Class he really does take uh, all of the he's West Indian so he's going to take that um, those different dishes and and put an urban twist on it um, you know and because of you know his background his culture um, he's going to be adding some unique flavors along with it um, so again where is that going to be located I have to find out ah there is the address so if you're wondering where that's going to be held that is going to be at the Elite Catering and Sunnyside Cafe, which is at 1825 Glenwood Avenue, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55405. Uh, once again, that is going to be uh, two dates, January 6th. And that will be from uh, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. And then January 7th. So Saturday and Sunday, January 7th, um, that Sunday is from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, make sure you go and check that out. And I'm, I'm encouraging it. Just the last time that I went to that event, it was, you know, I, I just, we were sitting around and just talking and meeting people. Uh, the atmosphere, I, it was, it really was just kind of like, having like going to a family function <laughs> people you know that you haven't met but you're coming together to enjoy some really good food uh, and sitting at bigger tables and 
the communal seating and, and dining that you're not sitting with someone that not just sitting with someone that you know uh, but you're sitting to meet other people as well um, that's what I thought was really exciting and, and fun about um, that event so I'm glad that he is you know, once again choosing to do it uh, and offering um, a way for people to gather together and taste some really good food uh, last time it was it, it it gets sold out I mean I think uh, some other friends they went um, and it by I think they hopefully they won't go late <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it you know the food was really gone <laughs> so just make sure that you uh, you take out or you save those dates January 6th, January 7th you can either go on either of those days or both days I know somebody that commented it's like I went both days I'm like wow <laughs> uh, that was very supportive and really enjoyed the food <laughs> both days uh, yeah that's something for you to keep on your schedule so make sure you don't miss that You know, I have not had an opportunity to do Get Your Groupon for you all. And you're like, okay, well, dang, whatever happened to Get Your Groupon? No, it's not a matter of, you know, we don't want to do it anymore. I want to bring you deals or not bring you deals, but notify you of deals of ones that you know, really are going to be good <laughs> that, that's, the, that's the only way that i know how to put it because uh really uh to just simply say you know throw out groupons constantly it doesn't make sense so i'm going to make sure that we check first and you know then make sure that you know hey there's there's really good one that we should offer or that we should talk about so it's not just just to throw out a groupon um, but yeah, you know, they're got to do a research first, but I mean, there is one or two that I can tell you about today, which I love, you know, you know I love doing that. There is, if you're interested in like bagels, sandwiches and so forth, you could always go to Tangletown and have a really good sandwich. <laughs> so you know get your group on is coming up <laughs> so on this one this is the st paul bagelry uh, and you're looking at getting what 45 percent off well at least up to 45 45 off on this deal uh, so there are two vouchers each that are for ten dollars worth of bagels and sandwiches so for $11, you're basically getting a $20 offering, if you would, which is about 45% off. Uh, but that's for Minneapolis. So the Minneapolis, where is the Minneapolis one? Again, Tangletown. So 5426 Nicolette Avenue South, 
And that's Minneapolis, 55419. There's also one in St. Paul, but unfortunately, <laughs> that one sold out. <laughs> and that one, yeah. Um, those were some great deals, but there is still this one that is available in Minneapolis. And as we know, Minneapolis and St. Paul are not that far apart. I can, literally, I, I'm i not even going to pretend. I'm going to be real with you all. Can't, coming to Minneapolis from Los Angeles, for folks to say, oh, yeah, that's 10 minutes down the road, and I'm still driving maybe another 20 minutes, even though you said that it, I, I've never understood that. I really don't. I, I really haven't. Um, yeah, when you're from, well, being from Los Angeles and you're saying, hey, how far is Los Angeles? Or uh, I'll just, I'm just going to put it out there, Compton from Long Beach or whatever. And you're like, that's about a 20 minute drive. They're like, really? I thought it was just like right down. No. <laughs> Unlike here, <laughs> I'm going to tell you specifically, it's, yeah, 15, 20 minute drive. Uh, but Minneapolis and St. Paul, they are, honestly are not far apart. I mean, yeah, the, the distance is not one that it's like, oh, gosh, we've got to get on the freeway and drive over. Or people say, oh, we got to drive across the river. That's that's a, a term that I'm finding some comedy in, if you would. But again, anyway, back to the actual group on itself. Uh, St. Paul Bagelry, uh, the Minneapolis, uh, the voucher for Minneapolis. Again, you're going to get two vouchers, each of them worth $10 for burgers, uh, excuse me, for bagels and sandwiches. So you're paying $11. Come on now. $10. I mean, that's like two meals, you know, at least two for one because, you know, I, I, I don't believe that there is a sandwich that's on this menu that is $10. <laughs> but if you are interested to find out more, uh, go to www.stp, well, St. Paul Bagelry.com. So, stpaulbagelry.com. <laughs> And you can check out their menu, uh, all the different items that they offer. Um, and they're really popular, too. So it, I like the fact that you could actually be online and order, specifically order something. And then when you get there, it's it's ready for you. So, yeah, St. Paul Bagelry. There's your get your Groupon. Get your Groupon. Get your Groupon. <laughs> this has been really fun. It, it, it always is when even if I'm in the booth by myself or if I have guests uh, joining me, you know me, I'm crazy. I'm going to make it fun. I might be a little cuckoo a little bit sometimes. Not always. <laughs> I'm going to talking about food can we could go on and on and the various types and whatever. And even though we didn't talk about uh specific restaurants and so forth um you know i did bring you one or two uh, items for you to think about in the upcoming few days 
but what we have to look forward to is the new year and we are coming to the top of the hour and the end of my show again i wanted to reflect a little bit on the past year uh, all the different opportunities that um were basically i had to i had the chance to participate in uh new new ventures gosh you know i am writing for a community newspaper as a food columnist um i have a food show <laughs> uh, that has the support of so many friends and audience listeners uh, always encouraging um I am thankful for the the people that I work with and volunteer with here at WEQI, uh, meeting new people on the east side, people that are interested in the community, uh, events uh, such as, you know, foodies at the fair that have occurred. Hopefully next year, I'll say knock on wood. I'll have another foodies at the fair and hopefully I'll be able to say that I've met you personally out there and we can share the different talk about the different types of foods that are coming up but even prior to that there are so many other events that are coming up uh, the food and wine uh, experience that's going to be happening in March uh, other you know new restaurants that are going to be opening for the year again there's just so many different um one things that i'm thankful has happened for the past year and thankful that i still have the opportunity uh, to bring more information and talk about food and new restaurants and things for the upcoming year as well so once again we come to the end of the show but Again, I want to thank you so much for being the listeners that you are and being so supportive. And as I end every show, I want to thank you, uh, and but also encourage you to never let anyone tell you what type of food you to be. Because really, what is it? It is all about the food. 